all you Canyon Brats out there. Welcome to episode number 10. (laughs) Very special episode for our um, 10th episode of this podcast. Um, Gosh, it's been, what, two months since the Grand Canyon has been closed? Whoa, really? Maybe less than that. Two months or two weeks? Hmm... It feels like an eternity. <laughs> it's been two months since we haven't been doing anything. Yeah. It's been somewhere between two months and two weeks. <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time since we've all been down in the big ditch. Um, so we're we're missing it and we're going to spend some time reminiscing today. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this episode is kind of about, um, looking back at some of our, our favorites and also some of your favorites. Uh, Carrie threw out a great post talking about the episode that was going to drop and if you guys had what were your kind of best stories and we got a couple couple good ones. Couple, yeah, uh, some really good ones. Oh, some really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll share those too and we'll, we'll keep an eye out. I just threw a quick story uh, post out saying, are there any last one minute ones? <clears throat> and I... I do apologize if my if my peas are a little harsh today. I don't have my pop filter, so my plosives could be my peas and plosives are popping all over. But yeah, welcome. Uh, oh, who are we? Oh, I am Carrie Henderson, and she is Carrie Henderson. Oh, whoops. Oh, did wait. we do that wrong? No, no, you did it perfect. I'm just being a goof. <laughs> and this goof that's talking did to I you. I introduce myself wrong. Is, yeah. <laughs> it seems like that'd be the easiest part about <laughs> hosting a podcast. <laughs> no, you nailed it. Uh, I'm the one that messed it up. But I'm also a host, Nick Irvin, and we are your Canyon Brat podcast uh, people, <laughs> founders, runners, that kind of thing. And uh, it's tough to say we are your we are the Canyon Brats because now we have a lot of Canyon Brats out there. But yeah, so. Uh, we decided to sit down and just kind of talk uh, a lot lighter uh, topic than our last episode. Episode number nine was all about mining in Grand Canyon. Hope you guys learned something and, and enjoyed that episode. I feel like we'll need to come back and, and hit that topic again, hopefully in a celebration kind of wise or ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So should we, I want to kick it off with, um, like you mentioned, we had a ton of people comment about um, their favorite Grand Canyon trips. So I thought maybe we could share one of them and then we can get into ours. Um, so our very first comment is from Adam, who uh, is a very good friend of ours and, and eh. then, uh, pff, okay, very good I'm, friend of mine. Just, <laughs> just kidding, Adam. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, dogs that are extraordinaire yeah. and a badass trail runner, super super fast. Um, and so he shared that his one of his most memorable Grand Canyon experiences is when he and Drew are uh, singing coyotes on Instagram, ran rim to rim to rim in June oh. last year, June 9th. Um, Adam said he thought he wasn't going to make it out on foot due to extreme heat. And I think that was his first rim to rim to rim ever. Hmm. Um, And he said he found new boundaries of what his body is capable of. I remember when they did that, actually, I feel like Adam talked to me about it before um, the run. And I was like, dude, it's June. Are you sure you want to do it? And he was like, you know, I'm just going with Drew. Like, I think I'll probably just go to the river and wait for him and then, um, you know, go out with him. And then he you know, in the heat, literally heat of the moment. <laughs> heat of the moment. Did the whole thing and crushed it. Heat of the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's silly. Yeah, rim I wouldn't rim advise rim doing rim to rim to rim Unless in June, it's under the moon. But 
they're so fast. It takes them like a fraction of the time that it would take most people. Yeah. Well, not you, but most people. <laughs> yeah, me. I would never do a rim to rim to rim in June unless it was under the moon. <laughs> I'm going to stop this singing freestyling soon. I promise you. No, don't stop. <laughs> yeah, go, go. <laughs> uh, so that's crazy. So yeah, a, a rim to rim to rim or a double crossing, if you are will, or an R to R to R or whatever uh, in, in June is, yeah, that's, that's nuts. And I could see why that would be memorable. And mm -hmm. not necessarily in great ways, but it sounded like, what did he say about it? He said, he, what uh, he learned he, like, from found it? Way, or like new boundaries that his body was capable of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he, he was worried he wasn't going to make it out on foot. Yeah. Was he going to start walking on his hands? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, Adam's a, a really great... Um, gazelle out there kind of just like seeing coyotes you know hey, those runner body styles like you know long and lean <laughs> uh, although there are a lot of trail runners that kick ass and are not <laughs> long and yeah. lean. <clears throat> it's a different kind of thing but that's cool nice that was this past summer yep well last year yeah uh 2019 june 2019 mm -hmm. yeah right on that's uh that's a big one that's one that i still have yet to do yeah yeah haven't done a double crossing thought i was gonna do it in october I don't know what got in the way there. Something. I don't know. <laughs> Something always seems to get in the way. I think my training. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was, was going to say that. But then I thought, that's never stopped you before. Mm -mm. <laughs> Not training for something. <laughs> nope. Never stopped me from trying and sometimes succeeding while breaking my body bit by bit. <laughs> you tap dancing over there? No, I'm just trying not to fall. I'm sitting on <laughs> a little footstool on top of a coffee table trying not to fall off. So. Yeah, you're basically sitting on a on a table on top of a table. Well, baby seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. seat. Um, yeah, we're recording here during times of, uh, you know, I mean, people are throwing around the word quarantine when it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'd be very hard to actually quarantine, but in those isolated times. So we're, we're here in, uh, in the bedroom, uh, the Canyon Brats, and we've got Chloe <laughs> <laughs> and she might actually start snoring. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like she's about to start snoring. Working so. really hard all day. Hanging out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. So that kicks it off. Do since that was a run, do we want to talk about our favorite run? Yeah, I guess um, just so people know what's coming, so they stay tuned. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. This for... is my idea. I asked oh, you um, <laughs> to think of your favorite Grand Canyon run, Grand Canyon backpack, and Grand Canyon summit. So, yeah, we could do those in any order. We could, yeah. So, and then at the end, stay tuned for a little little special treat we've got for you guys. Uh, so, there's a little cliffhanger. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so, uh, run. I I'm going to say you go first. What happens if we both have the same? We won't. I don't think we will. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Obviously, we didn't plan ahead. Of, uh, we didn't tell each other ahead no. of time. All right. Okay. So if we want to start with Ren. Um, oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, okay. Had to open my beer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pour in my Mother Road Daily Driver. What are you drinking? I am drinking Mind Haze, but I put a little bit of uh, Mother Road Kolsch in there. Um, I like mixing beers. It's pretty good. Yeah? The mix. Yeah. Mind Haze and Mother Road Kolsch. All right. Sorry. Back to... Uh, all right. So what is <laughs> Carrie Henderson's 
at least right now, favorite run in the canyon? Well, it's going to sound really boring after Adams, <laughs> but great lead in. <laughs> keep listening; it gets better. Um, <laughs> no, mine is also rim to rim to rim. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and it's the most recent one I did, which wait, was I think over a year ago, um, fall of two thousand eighteen. Was it really? Yeah, it may have been fall twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, it had to. Yeah. Have been. Oof. Gosh, yeah, I was really lazy last year and didn't do one. But that was my favorite because um, I've done I've done rim to rim to rim maybe like five times as a run, and a few of those I've done alone. Um, one, I think only one I did with another person, a friend. Um, but anyway, this this last one I did I did solo, and the one before that I had run with my friend Kevin, and he's just a crusher. Um, on the trails, he wins ultras all the time down in Tucson. Hmm. And so he really helped me push my pace. And we came in at 12 hours and 48 minutes, I want to say. Um, so when I did it last fall by myself, my goal was to beat that time. Um, I really wanted to beat it or I wanted to beat 12 and a half hours was my goal. Um, so yeah, I did it by myself, which is always great, especially for I think for rim to rim to rim, like you can really push yourself and then, um, you know, just do your own thing. Like you don't have to worry about waiting for someone or keeping up with someone. Um, and I guess there wasn't anything super special about the run itself other than, um, yeah, just being able to like dial into my own pace and understand like what I could do and then push that. And, um, like everything went so well. I'm sure that a lot of runners out there have experienced like some pretty shitty runs. I've been like fairly lucky that I've never like completely fell apart out on a trail or in a race. Um, what? Yeah, I know. Uh, some would say uh, push harder then. Oh, yeah. That's probably what my <laughs> cross country coach in high school said. You're dogging it. You're dogging it, Anderson. <laughs> Get going. Come on. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I should probably try harder. But No, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been lucky. I've never like fallen apart. And on that run specifically, like everything was just going so well. The weather was pretty good. Um, I felt great the whole time. And I finished in 12 hours and 13 minutes. Uh, yeah, to a lovely surprise of you and Chloe Bug up at the <laughs> rim. That was awesome to see my dog um, when I got done. Had some chocolate from Tourist Home. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, little uh you you weren't necessarily expecting us. I think you said in the back of your mind you were hoping that yeah. uh, that I would bring Chloe up there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I grabbed her and we came up and, and actually timed it pretty well. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we weren't waiting at the top very, very long. Yeah. I think I texted you when I was down at Indian Gardens and I like briefly had service and you're like, shit, I might not make it in time. Yeah. I think you're still driving. Yeah, yeah, because you were you were crushing. I thought I had a lot more time yeah. <clears throat> um before you got up there. Yeah. Uh, what, so you said you, you felt dialed in and obviously it's always great to have a success. Um, and in that particular run, did you feel that way the entire time? I mean, was there any down time? You say you've never fallen apart, but was there yeah. times where you were like, eh, I don't know if today's a good day to do this. I just wasn't sure how realistic my goal was for me. Like again, someone like Adam or Drew is listening to this and they're like, Psh. 12 hours <laughs> uh, for some of us, that's <laughs> a pretty big deal. 
Um, but yeah, I made it up to the North Rim in, I think, under six hours or around six hours. I can't. Yeah, under six. And so at that point, I was like, oh, wow, like this is doable. I really think I can get this done. Um, hmm. And I think there there was definitely a time where I thought I might struggle on the way out and it might take me longer. I thought I was going to um, like miss it by a few minutes, mm. which would have sucked. Yeah. Now, that's interesting to to know, and something that actually I've never thought about before is the split, or maybe I have thought about it, but so y- you took only a little bit more time, less than an hour more on the return trip, yeah. and I wouldn't think that. I would think that most of the time, double crossings, you're going to spend quite a good, a decent amount of time on the way back more than on the way out. You'd think, but um, I mean, you're gaining less elevation going up the South Rim as you are going up the North Rim. Yeah, about a thousand um, feet. Yeah. For me, like I I can't run uphill very well. So when I'm going from the South Rim to the North Rim, I run um, basically to Cottonwood. So from South Kaibab to Cottonwood, which is what, like four miles past Phantom Ranch? Yeah, I would I don't think know. that, yeah. I hike a lot of it, I was going to say honestly. like 11 or 12 miles into your run. Yeah, so going up the North Rim, I run, there are actually a decent amount of flatter sections on the North Rim, so I run everything I can, but that North Rim ascent, it just feels like you are never going to get to the top. I know like every time I get to that tunnel on the North Rim, yeah, and anyone who's been up there knows exactly what I mean, like, it, first of all, I like there have been times where I thought I missed it. I was like, I must have gone, <laughs> gone through it, not noticed. Like, there's no way I haven't gotten there yet. And then you get there, and it still takes forever to do that last mile and a half or whatever it is. I, I'm really yeah. bad with numbers and well, memory stuff, so don't listen to anything I'm saying in regards to like mileage or time. Right, we'll uh, just mute you here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, it was just overall a a good a good day. Um, and that that last yeah. little bit like you're talking about that's where the coconino starts and i always remember on the north rim that coconino number one it, it's steep like the coconino it's not red wall all right it's not that crazy like red wall is super big and super steep but it can it can create a, a nice good steep part of that trail way steeper than you're than you're used to right on the north rim or the north kaibab because it's a decent grade an okay grade but i always feel like when i hit that coconino uh, it's steep and it's dusty. Yeah, it is really dusty. Good yeah, point. that's that's what I remember it as. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really happy. The very first time I ran rim to rim to rim, that was probably my second most memorable run because yeah, doing it for the first time and that time I did it in fourteen hours on the dot. I actually ran like sprinted the last <laughs> hundred yards because I was like, oh hell no, I am not having to go even one second over 14 hours <laughs> that so came in probably like a couple seconds under 14. Um, and I was really happy with that. So it was cool to also think about, you know, within a year, I think a year, a year and a half of doing it the first time I shaved off almost two hours. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a big improvement. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, uh, kudos to you. I know we talked a little bit about it when we talked about our running in the Canyon and we'll continue to talk about all the cool, crazy runs, um, that, that you've done, uh, and that everyone else has done, but nice. Yeah. So that was a good day. That was a great day. A great ending too. Like you said, chocolate from tourist home. What oh, was yeah. it? Do you remember exactly what it was? It's like truffles. Yeah. I don't really, you can't go wrong with any dessert from tourist home. 
No, best you, dessert. You can go wrong by not getting donuts. <laughs> oh. Okay. Anyway, uh, what was your favorite canyon run? Hmm. So I, I kind of struggle with this one because I haven't done that many, and you'd think that would make it easier, but it kind of I think made it a little bit harder. Um, and I I kind of went back and forth, and the one I think where I really at the end gained the most, uh, you know, mentally, spiritually, whatever, was there was one run that I did solo. And I've done, I've kind of done this run. Actually, no, I, I'd actually never done exactly this run, but going down south, south Kaibab um, and getting to the Tonto, but in a different way. So I ran down South Kaibab to the break where the skeleton route starts. Mm-hmm. And people may or may not know what the skeleton route is. Uh, it's the old miners route, part of the old miners route. Um, went down that and then across the Tonto and then up the Bright Angel. And <clears throat> I guess before kind of describing it, what made it probably my most memorable run is just the time I spent in my brain and like kind of the, the healthiness that came out of that in my brain, um, in my, you know, my thinking and my thoughts. It was one of those runs and I'm sure people out there listening right now, whether it's a hike or a run or whatever, uh, some people, it might be a swim, I don't know, or a bike ride, but there are those times when you, you know, are able to really dig in and really kind of like clean out those cobwebs and clean out those little spaces. And I remember that being one of them. And you can't run, I don't know who could run down the skeleton route part. No, (laughs) No, it's just this giant scree pile. But at one point I slid maybe, to me it seemed like forever, but I, this rock kind of was giving way and I was basically surfboarding down Mm -hmm. uh, this scree and then I, and then it stopped and I didn't, you know, inertia, that whole thing. My, my big old body kept going and uh, tumbled and tore my shirt and like kind of, whoo, you know, shook my head and said, Hey, don't, don't mess yourself up out here. <laughs> you know, you, you get fucked up out here. You're no one's going to see you for a long time. So anyway, so, but that was, but it was, you know, as much as that's scary and stupid, it, it kind of jogged me into, into relaxing, breathing again and starting to think and then getting down to the Tonto and just picking it up and running, uh, and then getting running through that little corridor to Indian gardens. And then when I got to Indian gardens, actually that time, there was construction, but the only thing the sign said was Bright Angel Trail closed. That's all it said. And it freaked me out. I was like, oh, crud. I got to go all the way back around? Like, they can't do this. But it was just a small section. You just walked around it. Um, and so, yeah, I think for some reason, just what I got out of that run, I think people can connect. People who are listening, all you canyon brats out there, whether it's in the canyon or maybe it's in your backyard, forest, or or wherever, you've had that run where you just remember it because it, it, it did, it did good for you. It done good for you, for your brain, for your spirit, um, working things out. So yeah, so I think that was my, that was my, uh, at least my, one of my more memorable, yeah. most memorable runs in the Canyon. Yeah. I mean, there's lots to choose from. Yeah. Or not lots for me to choose from, but like I could choose each one cause I've only run in the Canyon maybe like <laughs> five times, six times maybe. I feel like a lot of my runs have been similar, like corridor trail, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I, and I hate to pick this up because we were supposed to talk about just one, um, but I You're would cheating. like to talk eventually sometime another running episode about what we did. Uh, me and you, we ran um, basically a Canyon marathon. Mm-hmm. We went from Hermit down to the Tonto across to Bright Angel and up, which actually ended up being a lot, uh, some, a bit less miles than we thought it was yeah. going to be. 
maybe who knows our our gps wasn't great um but that one was memorable in the fact that i got done i was like oh man i didn't think my body was able to do what we just did so yeah yeah but that's for another time (laughs) another time uh next category i think we should do is uh favorite oh what uh there is another running comment on there if you want to keep to that Singing coyotes. Oh yeah, I was. He had so many. I was going to do all of his at once. Oh, but yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't I'll break know. them up. So, uh, and Drew also mentioned that one of his, and I'll do the rest of his later on. Um, one of his most memorable, mm. um, yeah, Grand Canyon runs was seeing a pack of bighorns while doing the freaking crazy Drew the <laughs> full gems route in one eighteen-hour push. Dude's nuts. Like That's I, ridiculous. I thought we were crazy doing it in three days instead of four or five. He did it as a run yeah. in 18 hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's silly. That's 50, uh, yeah. 50 miles, right? Yeah. But that is really cool. Um, see, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I ignored your question. Yeah. I think it's 50 miles. Oh no, no. <laughs> um, it's awesome seeing that pack of big horns. Um, the, and it's funny when we backpacked the gems in three, four days, three nights. I can't remember. Um, I kept saying like, where are all the bighorns? Like we <laughs> yeah. are out here. We are the only ones out here. How are we not seeing bighorns? Um, so it's, I'm so jealous that he did. When I saw his video, I was like, what? Yeah. We were just there like last week and we didn't see any. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We And we've talked about that uh, a couple of times about how we don't see that. We don't see the bighorns and we've been in situations where he totally could have and my hypothesis still might stand that we might not just be that observant. Oh, <laughs> my prob- hypothesis is that we don't wake up early enough. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We okay. wake up. Well. Like Andre said, you, you're making me soft. <laughs> we oh. sleep in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's move on to the next category. Uh, favorite Grand Canyon backpack. And I'm going to share. We had a bunch of. Um, comments about this one, so I'll share two. Cool. Um, so Scotty from um Sedona Beer Company. Hey, Scotty, <laughs> I miss you guys. Yeah, you said Sedona that. Sedona Beer Company. You so said much. that last time that the or, or when we were driving up, you're like the one, like company. Yeah. The one business. Yeah. That I miss the most is Sedona Beer For Company. Sure. No joke. 100%. You said that just you know in the car one day. Yeah. I think like first week of social distancing, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, I bought a gift card from Sedona Beer Company. I was like, this is the business I want to support. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I miss them so much. It's like part of hiking and running in Sedona is being able to go there afterwards, not just for the beer, but for the people. They have the absolute best staff of like any brewery that I've ever been to. I love them all. And I miss you guys. Anyway. (laughs) So he and Scotty's an awesome like Grand Canyon adventurer. He does a ton of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said tough to pick a favorite, but Deer Creek is up there. Um, seeing bighorn sheep and the night sky. So yeah, yes to all those. All these bighorn. Oh, I sorry, know. Way far away from the camera. I was taking a picture <laughs> of my beer. <laughs> uh, a lot of bighorn sheep. Yeah. Kind of things. But uh, okay, he said Deer Creek, right? Yep. Oh man. Yeah, we did that one this year. Um, so I'll also read off, um, I don't, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Serena, Desert Serena, right? That's how you say it. Um. You know her though. 
I mean, we we read her blogs and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, I don't know time. her. I've never met her though. I think oh, okay. she's from Tucson, but we like, never crossed. How do you know you don't know her name? I thought you've met her before. Oh no, no okay. just I Instagram know her. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's a huge hiker. Um, so she said definitely Nankoweep to Tanner via the Butte Fault horse thief route. She no said, idea. Yeah, well, I've been, I've done Nankoweep, um, but yeah, I haven't done the Butte Fault route. So that's I am interested to out our maps later um she said such a unique and geologically wonderful part of the canyon um is is nankoweep on the north side of the river or the south so she had to cross to get Uh, to tanner yeah i guess i guess yeah tanner's on the south side yeah nankoweep's on the north Yeah, I didn't realize, I guess I haven't like Instagram stalked her enough to know that she was um, <laughs> into the <laughs> the whole pack rafting thing, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the name of her blog? Well, I'll put it maybe I in the show notes know. or something, but so, okay. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Talk uh, talk about, because you've done Nankoweep. I've done Nankoweep. Yeah. I, I told her that it's amazing, but really hot. That's actually the only trip that I've done in the canyon where I legitimately thought I was going to have, um, you know, some adverse effective heat um i didn't necessarily think i was going to pass out but i thought i was going to get pretty sick like that's the hottest i've ever been in the canyon i think it was because i wasn't wearing a hat and i was wearing um a tank top instead of long sleeves so the sun was just like radiating off my skin and it was rough like that's for sure the most dehydrated i've ever been what time of year was that (sighs) I want to say it was spring. Yeah. I don't remember what month. It wasn't like midsummer or anything like that. No, it was (laughs) um, like a a couple of years ago that year where like we didn't get a winter here at all. And so um, it was just a very hot spring. Um, But yeah, the the granaries are super cool for anyone that's been there or hasn't been. I mean, you've, you know, if you've looked at photos of Grand Canyon enough, you see a photo of that. Yeah. Of that granary. It's a very popular, very beautiful spot. I've never been. Hint, hint. Oh, oh. Nudge, nudge. I, that's just not a backpack I want to do. Okay, I'll do it I'll do with someone rugged. else. If anyone out there would like to uh, <laughs> backpack to Nankoweep with me. I'll go, I'll go. Oh, you hear Chloe. <laughs> Chloe's saying she'd like to. Chloe, are you She's whining or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been there twice, actually. Yep. Well, thank um, you, Desert uh, Potentially Serena. Yes. Uh, for for sharing that backpacking experience, are there any other backpacking ones? Let's see. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you go first this time. Okay, as I pet Chloe over here, it's okay. Go. Uh, you want to talk? You want to say anything? Chloe, what was your favorite Grand Canyon backpack? Oh, I never backpacked in Grand Canyon. I'm yep. not loud. All right, I wanted this to be a short <laughs> edit so I get it out of here. So, uh, so uh, my fate. Hey, God, again, like this is gonna. This is the theme. Obviously, is like there's a lot of them in this case. You know, running there's not, but backpacking there's starting to be more and more uh, in the canyon. So it's hard to to pick one. Oh, it's so hard to pick one. I like to thank everybody. I like, <laughs> uh, but the one that always came to mind when I was thinking about this topic uh, was Shiva Falls. Mm. and oh it's a little surprise there huh? yeah actually yeah, yeah. um the shiava falls trip was one of my one of, 
may have been the first time that it was a backpack to a to a destination kind of thing where it wasn't like a climb or it wasn't like just get down there camp and party and then come back out kind of thing it was a it was a full you need to take all your stuff down there so you can go even further and find something really cool and unbeknownst to me at the time I didn't know how special it was to see Shiava Falls running like we did. Mm-hmm. That is a very unique and hard to time occurrence. And so when I think about how special that was to see that, um, that's what I remember. And and the, the ruins on the way, uh, which we won't talk, I guess, too much about. But, but then one of the biggest memories and thing, something I bring up either in my head or out loud, every single time I now I go up the South Kaibab is our exit out of that Shiava trip. That's what makes it supremely memorable. Uh-huh. It was one of the craziest, first of all, craziest days I've had full hiking. 28 miles, right? Oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I wonder why you're saying that. And it just dawned on me why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we, we woke up, hiked 10 miles. Five miles to Shiva Falls, five miles back to where our camp was, and then all the way back out in one day, and, well, day slash night, because it turned night and the wind was <laughs> insane. It was, I know people say that like, oh, it was so windy, I could barely stand, but you, I turned around at one point and you were hugging a boulder <laughs> to get from your little butt blown off the, the side of Cedar Ridge. I think it was, it was either yeah. Cedar Ridge. It was, it was one of those ridges near the top of South Kaibab. And I was doing this crazy stutter step trying to get my body positioned to where I wasn't getting blown off the side either. Yeah. Um, and it was just ripping, just ripping wind um, through there for until we got to the top. Mm-hmm. And that as crazy as that was, it's also hugely memorable. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's funny. That was exactly a year ago. I think like a year and a couple days yep. ago that we did that. And um, we knew it was going to be really hot. <laughs> so I think it was on our previous backpack or canyon trip that you were like, man, like I know people look kind of silly with these like umbrella hats, but I wish we had them. Um, So you went out and bought some like cheap umbrellas oh. <laughs> for us to... <laughs> Uh, block the sun because we're idiots and we did it as an overnight trip and yeah silly um and so yeah on our way out using those umbrellas they i think it took like five minutes for both of them to completely turn inside yeah out. and that was the first day that wasn't in the ripping wind oh I, that was on the first day yeah. i believe you yeah that was the first day that they just got demolished and torn apart um, yeah. Oh, if we had them out during that wind at the top, they'd be oh, out. Not of, at the top. I yeah, just thought it was on our hike out the second day. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that memory popped up. Yeah. Like you said, it was, uh, actually, uh, April 29th of 2019. So exactly a year ago. And I read something that I posted on Facebook and I just want to read that now. Um, <laughs> cause it stands true and it's why this was so memorable. So after exiting that crazy day and that crazy trip, I said, The canyon is forever testing if you let it be so. The physical and mental gauntlet will always throw down yet another card, continually showing you that you are a speck on the almost infinite playground of surrounding air and fire. Don't tread with too much assurance, for she will always bite that straight off when you are lost in her beauty, while you are assuming all is well. Yeah, that was just, you know, like, 
don't <laughs> always have that, you know, in the back of your mind, like, oh, look at all this beauty, this, that. And when you're down there and cause it can just get, yeah, bit right off real mm-hmm. fast, which is a big reason I love the Canyon. That was beautifully written. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my, I think my favorite backpack yeah. trip as we sit here in episode 10. You're listening to episode 10 of the Canyon Brats with Nick Irvin and Carrie Henderson and Chloe Henderson. Who is still laying down, almost snoozing here. Uh, so what are you going to reminisce with us about your favorite backpacking trip? So my very, very, very favorite Whoa, trip. Whoa, three varies. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about on this podcast because oh. I'm a brat and I don't want anyone else to go do it because it's so special. <laughs> I just want to keep it special. Sorry, everyone. I get it. DM I think they get it ask. too. I'm just kidding. Don't. I'm not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I will pick my close second favorite backpacking trip. You which... know who I think would really respect that? Who? Rich Rideau. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. Are you listening? If you're listening. <laughs> Come on our podcast. Come on. Come on the Candy Be Rats best podcast. Friend. Come on. Well, you can do that too, but at least come on the <laughs> podcast. We'd love to have you, Rich Rideau. <laughs> okay, was that a little too creepy? Yeah, it got okay. creepy Sorry. at the end, I yeah. think. Yeah, all right. So uh, what's your second favorite backpacking trip? My second favorite um, is one that we recently tried to do and got denied because of the road um, is the Royal Arch Route. Mm. Um, so yeah, anyone that listened to, we did a podcast about our, la- yeah, about the Escalante route. Um, so anyone who listened to that heard at the beginning that Nick and I had planned to do Royal Arch Route a couple months ago. And um, the South Bass Road was just way too muddy and yeah. deeply rutted to make it. Um, it was a bummer. Less so a bummer for me though, because I had already done the trip <laughs> last year. <laughs> but maybe more so a bummer in that way too, because I wanted to show you so bad because I know how amazing it is. Um, so yeah, last winter, I can't remember what month, like January maybe. Um, I did the Royal Arch route with my friend Andres, who um has been a great friend of mine for years, and our friendship is basically like. Let's go on epic, like crazy backpacks and then like not hang out for a bunch of months and then go on another epic, crazy (laughs) backpack. Um, But that's like our thing. (laughs) Um, He was the first person I actually hiked room to room to room with. And so we did Royal Arch Route last January. Um, The drive out to the trailhead was pretty rugged and we were in his big old forerunner and um, we still had to walk seven miles of the road to get to the trailhead crazy yeah we uh made it onto the reservation and there's just one spot where the road gets deeply rutted it's about where we turned around and we decided like oh hell no we are doing this (laughs) uh he lives in phoenix and at the time i lived in tucson so for us it was like a big trip just to get up there and we were fully committed so we parked and then first thing the next morning, we hiked an additional seven miles through this like, oh. like just nasty, um, wet, like just gross mud. We were, yeah. Caked mud caked on our shoes for seven miles. Um, but the rest of the trip was just incredible. Um, I think it's like one of the biggest bang for your buck trips, um, in the Canyon. Um, <laughs> And Chloe's getting pissed because their dog friends are running around our yard and she's not allowed to go play. Um, <laughs> so there are a lot of really special parts of Royal Arch Route. Um, the arch itself is incredible. 
um, this huge natural arch. And then uh, the second day we went down to Elves Chasm, amazing waterfall that I had wanted to see for years. Um, and then the rest of the trip is just this kind of long traverse along the Tonto, um, which was cool. It was, I, I don't know if that was my first time on the Tonto or second time, huh. but it was my first like big taste of the Tonto. Um, and you go in and out of <laughs> some canyons. Um, but yeah, like what made that trip so special was one, how remote it was. And especially that time of year, rightfully so, which I'll, I'll get to this part of the story, but like people oh. <laughs> are not out there doing this backpack. The road is shit. The conditions are really unpredictable, which we experienced, but we didn't see anyone the whole time. I think it was four days, three nights. Um, and it's also some pretty, hey, Chloe, stop. Hey, hey, Chloe. <laughs> it's some pretty um, rugged and unique hiking, especially the, the first, I think it's the first day you go across this, like, what do they call it? Ledge of death or. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it is maybe walk of death or ledge what, of death. Yeah. It's this really narrow section. Um, there's a lot of just, you're in a canyon right before um, the arch where there's just a lot of climbing under and over boulders and just navigating, looking for cairns. Um, so it, it's, it's an adventurous backpack. Um, it's not just your typical get on a trail and walk for a few days. Um, so our plan was for the last day of the trip, we were going to camp along the South Bass Trail and then summit Mount Huthawali, which you and I did on our trip. Um, we were going to do that on the last day and then hike out. So the, the second to last day of the trip, we're trudging along, um, trying to get in as many miles as we can before setting up camp. And the weather started turning. Um, the sky just got really dark. It started to rain. And then the rain turned into snow. Um, so it was maybe 4, 4.30 at this time. So we decided, like, let's just hunker down on this big um, plateau section. And, you know, it was an early day. We wanted to hike until it got dark. But you're like, it's close enough. Like, this is a good spot to camp. Let's get out of the weather and we'll finish everything up in the morning. So we got in the tent at like 4.30 and it just pounded snow for the entire night. We only got out to like pee um, <laughs> when we absolutely needed to. And in the middle of the night, we woke up to the roof of my tent, or maybe it was Andre's tent, anyway, collapsing on our faces. Oof. Yeah, and I we were both so out of it, at least I was, that... When it happened, like in the moment I realized that it was the top of the tent with a bunch of snow on it, but I was awake for a few seconds, you know, we hit the snow off and went back to bed. So in the morning when we woke up, I had completely forgotten how much <laughs> snow had <laughs> accumulated during the night. And we unzipped each of our doors of the tent and woke up to a fresh foot of snow outside the tent. Nice. It was wild. I mean, nice in the sense of like, that's crazy. Yeah. It was beautiful, but it was a rugged hike out. We were, like I said, the only people out there. So we were breaking trail, um, going out South Bass for the first time. And Oof. there are a few spots where it was that's... pretty tricky to figure out where to go. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a, you know, it's not like a wide, a normally wide maintained trail anyway. And then with a fresh foot of snow on there, 
being the first ones to figure out where it's going mm -hmm. takes some probably some time i would imagine yeah it was a yeah definitely time consuming hike out um and then when we got to the top we still had seven more miles of road walking to do also in the snow to get back to the car um so it was a suffer fest but well worth it um great memories and just beautiful beautiful so yeah nice yeah and i'm yeah someday i'll get down there <laughs> we did do Huthawali, but yeah, Royal Arch, um, Elves Chasm, or Elves, Elves Chasm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Elves Chasm, that whole thing. Yeah, sweet. That's a good one. That and that was that was four days three. That was yeah, four days three nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim's was three days two nights for oh. us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we've talked about the running. Uh, in the canyon, we've talked about backpacking in the canyon. There's one more uh, to tell, and someone actually did bring up one of these. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not like we told them that you know we were gonna talk about these, right? No, we didn't. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll read this comment. So our last category is favorite summit, and uh, Rico, um, outside inside is his Instagram handle. Said Cope Butte was pretty epic. Definitely not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, an accurate statement if I have ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, and I remember at least myself having way, way more apprehensive of an experience than than even you did on Cope Butte. I, I was there was some anxiety for me on Cope, mm -hmm. and mostly that was because of loose rock. I was just not confident. If the rock is solid, I'm confident in my skills to do most yeah and to an extent obviously but this rock was trash cope butte rock is trash i, I that could be a shirt i should make that a shirt we should make <laughs> canyon brat shirts it says canyon brats on the front and on the back there's some quotes like cope butte rock is trash <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea i love it yeah but so so out out inside o-u-t-n-s-i-d-e um that is absolutely true uh not for the faint of heart there is the ridge that they talk about in the in like summit selects and mm -hmm. everything about like how it's super narrow i didn't find that to be that narrow um not not you know like too bad yeah at all um as much as the loose rock so yeah yeah that was a that was a good summit though we did that on christmas eve yep christmas or christmas eve Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I saw Santa flying over. So he was on his way to start. Oh, that's how you remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So summits. Let's talk summits. All right. What do you, what do you got? Or do you want you, want you go, go first? first. Me go first? Yeah. Okay. I've been talking a lot. Uh, <laughs> people are sick of my voice. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> sick of my goofiness. Um, so summit. <sighs> hey, summit was a hard one to pick because there's so many good ones. Same thing. <clears throat> Um, I'm going to give a, a different one than you probably think, or a lot of other people would think, uh, just to be, you know, like hipster like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think mine was my actual eventual summit of O'Neill. Mm. I bet you weren't expecting that. I, I don't know. Actually, that was my top two. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So O'Neill is something that you see all the time. I mean, if you're on South Kaibab you see it or you're going to pass by it because it's only a couple miles down. 
the uh, the trail, the South Kaibab Trail, and it's nothing super spectacular. You know, Coat Butte is way more unique, way more rugged um, in in certain senses. But O'Neill, for me, the first time I tried it, I stopped at this one particular spot where you have to squeeze through this kind of little like hole, um, and I just I gave up. You know, I was like, nope, not gonna do it. You know, I brought my rope because you have to rappel off at the end. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's a good idea to, to use a rope on the ascent as well. There's a couple different routes up. But I just, I was like, nope, not going to do it. This is, you know, I couldn't fit. And I just told myself I couldn't. And then the second time, I uh, went up there with you and got up to that point And just, it just changed in my head. I was like, no, I'm not going to not do this. Like, breathe out a little bit harder, make your, you know, your <laughs> chest a little bit smaller and squeeze through there and get through it. So got through that, got to the top. It was a, a, a decently special one for you as well. Very special. Yeah. Um, number wise, mm-hmm. I'd say, um, we had a little bottle of champagne at the top and, uh, and then rappelled off of a giant dead tree <laughs> to the ground. And that was like your first biggest rappel for sure. Yeah. yeah and I got my hair full stuck. Feet. And yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to talk about that, um, but yeah. And so I think it was it was just a, a really good day in a sense that, except for the hair, uh, everything went really well. Um, got to you know share some champagne and um, and a, a number ten summit for you. Yeah. And uh, and got to uh, yeah experience that, and then you know have someone have someone experience their first full two hundred foot big rappel. Like nothing, you you haven't done anything. I mean, you have since then, but you hadn't done anything like that. And so, yeah, I think O'Neill sticks out to me as uh, a great summit. A lot of them are. I've only done 10 summits myself. Or no. Mm, I think it's 11. 11. Because you've done 21? I think so. Yeah, so 21 and 11. So, yeah, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think there's been more epic ones. There's been crazier ones. But O'Neill, for some reason, stood out when I started thinking about what I miss and reminisce about Canyon Summits. Yeah, that that's funny. That was gonna be my favorite one too for similar yeah. reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think mostly for how special it was. Um, we had tried we had attempted ISIS, gosh, like a week before that or two weeks before and got denied by some gnarly weather. So I was <laughs> bummed about not getting to the top of ISIS. And um you made the tenth summit so special with that little bottle of champagne and just like the most fun day um it was moet so. <laughs> and you can cut this part out you can okay <laughs> but also on our hike down you asked me if i would go to thanksgiving at your family's house <laughs> oh i didn't remember that <laughs> yeah that was probably the best part of the day <laughs> <laughs> i did that before the summit yeah oh, okay cool yeah yeah you gotta prep that prep that day you know <laughs> Hit that special thing early. Uh, well, may or may not edit that out. I don't think there's any reason to edit that out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that's nice. but that's not your favorite. <laughs> well, now I feel like an asshole. Oh no! I mean, that <laughs> I was your favorite, but we to need have different ones. Yeah, exactly. For you know the the whole podcast and the you know the, yeah. the quality and quantity of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. What's your other? So one? my second favorite one. It's also <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> is isis um mm. <laughs> sorry surprise surprise no that's you know um, i harbor those those feelings of of you know 
regret and sadness <laughs> deep enough down, they won't come up for a while. It's interesting that that one stands out to me because Zoroaster was way more like it was way right? harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so intense, but I think it was so hard and miserable that I'm like, <laughs> how could I possibly like something that was that, <laughs> like that awful? Um, yeah, Zoro was probably like for me the epitome of like Grand Canyon Summit just being like so difficult. But Isis had a lot of those qualities, mm -hmm. but was honestly more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't like fall during a climb and like fuck up my hand <laughs> um i didn't have like two hours of sleep that night afterwards and if you're wondering what she's talking about she's talking about the zorro summit uh that we did and you can check out the first two episodes were all about zorro mm -hmm. first was our failed attempt and second was our successful one the second one was actually a live episode on youtube so you can find that on youtube but you can also listen to the audio so yeah good plugs yeah, just want yeah, to plug that. They're good stories. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, my second ISIS attempt I did with a couple of friends, Carlos and Rory, who were on our first ooh, ooh. trip. Yeah. Um, and so the three of us headed back out to do ISIS and um <laughs> allowed ourselves one more day, which was was key. Um, we were crazy to think that we could do that easily in two days, um, as a first attempt too. Um, so we had the benefit of having already made it up pretty far the first time so that the first part was just cruiser for us. And then that additional day was great. Um, Carlos and I actually bagged Shellbach Butte um, on the first day of the trip, which was a fun add-on. It was a really fun summit. Hmm. Um, like just really nice scrambling, like nothing super spectacular. You but... do like to scramble. Yeah. Peanut <laughs> butter scramble time. Um, <laughs> And then the next day we went and grabbed Isis and hiking with those two. We were just talking about it with my roommate the other night. Um, <laughs> it's an experience. They are freaking mountain goats. They go so fast, especially Carlos. He just like runs up stuff. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. You, um, you look down and then look back up and he's, you know, 50 yards. Yeah, both of them though. Rory too. Like that cross country travel getting out to Isis um, when you're just traversing along just kind of like nasty, tedious, you know, overgrown stuff. It's loose. It's there's no trail, no semblance of a trail. And the two of them just go so fast through it. I was doing everything I could to <laughs> keep them in sight. Um, <laughs> and we only roped up for one technical climb. Um, I don't know what the description would say. I feel like most people rope up more than once. Mm -hmm. But again, Carlos and Rory, we would get to a spot where they're like, oh, yeah, so the description says we can rope up, but doo -doo 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 -doo, and they would just <laughs> reclimb it. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is my only option because here I am, you know, on the ground and you guys are already up. So um, definitely pushed my comfort zone a little bit. Um, but we made it to the top. And I think that for whatever reason, maybe it was because that's the, at the time that was the only summit that I had done and failed at that. Mm -hmm getting it was so much sweeter. Like I thought I was going to cry when we were reaching the top. We were so close and it was just right there. I was like, I actually remember the emotions of that for as awful as my memory is in every other way. <laughs> I remember how it felt to get to the top hmm. of that summit. And um, we did it in really great time. So we hung out at the top for like an hour and each had a beer and um, like really 
let it soak in. Again, unlike Zorro, I wish we could have enjoyed that more. We like took a selfie and signed the register book and got the heck out of there. So I don't think a whole lot of people have a lot of time to enjoy Zorro Summit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Isis, that's when you completed that and were over the moon, I was so happy for you to to get that because I know how I mean for all of us it was, you know, heartbreaking not to do it the first time, but we didn't give ourselves you know, you guys gave yourselves an extra day after that, yeah. which is smart uh, to be able to do that. And doing ISIS in two days is just kind of silly. Um, but anyway, you, yeah, you getting that. And I remember when you were done with that, I was like, I'm, you know, if I don't do ISIS, I'm kind of okay with it because I'm just, I was just super happy that you would. I'll do that one it. again, though. I'll never do Zoro again, yeah. but ISIS, heck yeah. <laughs> in three days. Yeah. <clears throat> or yeah. maybe even four. <laughs> so. Nice. Cool. So we hit the runs. We hit the runs. We uh we got the backpacking and we got the summits. We're we're here reminiscing, or we were reminiscing about yeah. the canyon because it's closed right now. And so we want to you know just kind of hit our favorites and and listen to you guys talk about your favorites. So we got some good comments and some good stories. Um, some stories actually that I'd like to dig into and have guests on. Definitely. Um, and you know talk to these people about these stories. And we've got many more I know out there. Uh, I can think of at least three people off the top of my head that have said they have great stories. So I think there should be a storytelling segment yeah. to this that we'll yeah. start. Yeah. And I just want to um, throw this in there. I think that you would agree and you're more than welcome to tell like a specific story if you have one. Um, but something I was thinking about when I was trying to decide which three memories to pick, um, I, you know, like you said, there are so many to choose from and there really, really are. But um some trips that I decided not to share but are up there are ones where I brought people down into the canyon who have never been there before. And I know you've had that experience too. Um, so I think that's always really special is sharing the canyon with someone who's either never been there at all or never been below the rim. Um, a few years ago, my mom and I hiked in a day down to the river and up. Um, she had been to the Grand Canyon before, but had never gone all the way down to the river. And um, I can't remember how old she was. The time. I mean, she's, she's in her thirties. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Aww>. um, <laughs> so she just killed it. And um, that was a really cool experience sharing that with her and, you know, just having friends visit from out of state and bringing them to the Canyon for the first time is always really special. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reminded and I I wanted to have like almost a top three, you know, um, there's, you know, backpacking trip. My, my very first time in the Canyon, seeing the Canyon was a, was a trip down to Horseshoe Mesa with Rick, Mm -hmm. uh, my mother from another brother, uh, scratch that (laughs) reverse (laughs) my brother from another mother, um, going there, experiencing the Canyon, you know, together for the first time. Um, was absolutely amazing, and I I think right now I'm gonna scratch my my favorite backpacking trip. Shiva was great, but Aww. like I think <laughs> if I was sitting on my deathbed thinking about Grand Canyon trips, like n- no offense, but I think that one with Rick would be the uh, would be the one that came to mind. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. Sharing that experience with others, uh, sharing it with people for the first time. I spent a summer. Uh, being a teacher, I had summers free, quote unquote free. You always got to get a job. But uh, <laughs> I spent my summers uh, taking people from a hostel here in Flagstaff to Grand Canyon and showing them and touring them. 
um, and going down to Uwa Point on South Kaibab. And I mean, what, uh, what an amazing thing to do to have a group of, you know, anywhere from like four to 12 people who've never seen it before walk up on it. Yeah. And, and then go below the rim a little ways, but yeah, I agree. It's always super special to bring new people. And so, yeah, so that's hopefully going to open up soon and we can bring some new people down too. And although <laughs> from now till October, it's going to be really hot down there, yeah. but we find our ways to do adventures, right? We find the North Rim, we find uh nighttime adventures. Um, sometimes in July we do complete overnight backpacks that we shouldn't. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, hopefully everyone out there uh, gets out there into the canyon sooner than later. We get to open it up safely um, and responsibly. And, uh, yeah, this has been fun talking about some of our favorites. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so thank you to you, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you to Nick. me, Nick. And thank you to everybody <laughs> out there who's a canyon brat and who participates and, and gave us some comments. We love hearing that. Want to hear more of that. And, yeah, so stay tuned for, for more adventures. No thanks to Chloe for all your wine. Oh my goodness gracious, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Because <laughs> I'm probably not going to edit that out because I'm going to get this out as quick as possible. Cool. All right, well, uh, she is Carrie Henderson. She is Nick Urban. We're the Canyon Brats now. Let's, let's go, go do, do something stupid. stupid. <laughs> I know, that was like the only time I was in perfect. High five. Quarantine five. <laughs> Elbow. Yeah, we're not stuck at all. Right, where's that whiskey? <laughs>